Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am Professor Armen Astvatsatrian, so Dr. Armen from Yerevan, Armenia. And today uh, we will talk about restrictive cardiomyopathy. Restrictive. So restrictive cardiomyopathy is characterized by non-compliant ventricular walls, non-compliant, non-ventricular walls that resist diastolic filling. Okay, non-compliant ventricular walls that resist diastolic filling. One, commonly the left or both ventricles may be affected. Symptoms include fatigue and exertional dyspnea. Diagnosis is by echocardiography and cardiac catheterization. Treatment is often unsatisfactory and is best directed at the cause. Surgery sometimes is useful. A cardiomyopathy is a primary disorder of the heart muscle. So, actually, that is why we called in the time, in my time, dilate, uh, the, uh, sorry, idiopathic, uh, with known determinant cause. So, this is a primary disorder. But the restrictive cardiomyopathy is, is the last prevalent, as the least, sorry, as the least prevalent form of cardiopathy. So dilated, hypertrophic, and uh, restrictive cardiomyopathy. It's classified as non-obliterative myocardial infiltration by an abnormal symptoms and obliterative fibrosis of the endocardium and subendocardium. Either type may be diffuse or non-diffuse, whether when the disorder affects only one ventricle, for example, or part of ventricle uneven, uh, unevenly. <coughs> so about etiology, restrictive cardiomyopathy is not always classic uh, primary cardiac disorder, although the cause, so actually we have got not now uh, classic primary cardiac disorders, but anyway, although the cause is usually unknown, that is why we call it idiopathic, it may arise as the consequence of systematic of systemic or genetic disorders identified identified causes uh, identify sorry identified causes uh, identified causes huh uh, so, some causes of restricted cardiomyopathy may be just a little bit later. So, some disorders can cause restrictive cardiomyopathy, also affect tissues, for example, amyloidosis, hemochromatosis. Some myocardial infiltrative disorders also affect uh, other cardiac tissue. Rarely, amyloidosis affects coronary artery, sarcoidosis, and Fabry disease. Fabry disease may also affect normal conductional tissue. Loeffler syndrome, Loeffler syndrome, Loeffler, a subcategory of hyperosinophilic syndrome with primary cardiac involvement, which occurs in the tropics, begins as an acute arteries with eosinophilia, followed by thrombus formation on the endocardium, horde. And antiveicular and horde and horde and valves, progressing to fibrosis. 
So actually chorda is chorda in English. So chorda and AV valves progressing to fibrosis. Endocardial uh, uh, fibroelastosis, which occurs in infants and children, affects only the left ventricle. Endomyocardial fibrosis occurs commonly in tropical regions and affects both the left and right ventricles. So, uh, causes, okay, once again, let's causes. So, genetic abnormalities, it's a favorite disease, Gaucher disease, or Gaucher disease, uh, hemochromatomosis, hemochromatosis, hemochroma, hemochromatosis, connective tissue disorders, amyloidosis, diffuse systemic sclerosis, endocardial fibroelastosis, another, carcinoid tumors, endomyocardial fibrosis, endomyocardial fibrosis, EMF, hyperiosinophilic hyper syndrome, including Loeffler syndrome, radiation sarcoidosis. Uh, so pathophysiology, endocardial of restrictive cardiomyopathy, endocardial thickening of myocardial infiltration, sometimes with death of myocytes, papillary muscle infiltration, compensatory myocardial hypertrophy and fibrosis may occur in one, typically the left or both ventricles. Functional AV valve regurgitation may result from myocardial infiltration or endocardial thickening. If nodal and conduction tissues are affected, sinoatrial and atrioventricular node, uh, or sinus just node, uh, and atrioventricular node malfunction sometimes causing various gr grades of sinoatrial block or even AV block. AV block. So you know what's AV block, right? I will put you reference. Mm -hmm. Heavy block. So the main hemodynamic consequence is diastole dis dysfunction with a rigid, non-compliant ventricle, impaired diastolic feeling and high feeling pressure, leading to pulmonary venous hypertension. Systolic function may deteriorate. A compensatory hypertrophy, hypertrophy of infiltrated or fibrose ventricle of or fibrose ventricles is inadequate. Uh, mural, throm mural thrombi can form, resulting in systemic emboli. And what about symptoms and signs? Symptoms of restrictive cardiomyopathy are exertional dyspnea, orthopnea, paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, and peripheral edema. Fatigue results from a fixed cardiac output due to resistance to ventricular filling. Atrial and ventricular arrhythmias and AV block are common. Angina and syncope are uncommon. Symptoms and signs closely mimic those of constrictive pericarditis. Physical examination detects a quiet, quiet precordium, low volume and rapid carotid pulse, pulmonary crackles and pronounced neck vein distension with a rapid e descent, e descent. A third and fourth heart sound, S3, S4, may occur and must be differentiated f uh, from precordial knock of constrictive pericarditis. In some cases, a murmur of functional mitral or tricuspid regurgitation results because myocardium or endocardial infiltration of or fibrosis changes chordae uh, or ventricular geometry. Pulses paradox doesn't occur. So actually cord, not chord. <laughs> so cord, okay.
Uh -huh. So endocardial infiltration, so a murmur of functional mitral articus pit regurgitation results because myocardial or endocardial infiltration or fibrosis changes, cord or ventricle geometry. Pulses paradoxes doesn't occur. Uh, so, diagnosis of restrictive cardiac myopathy, echocardiography, so visualization technique MRI, echo and MRI, sometimes left and right heart catheterization, including cardiac biopsy, laboratory tests and biopsy of other organ, organ systems as needed. Restrictive cardiac myopathy should be considered in patients with heart failure and preserved ejection fraction, particularly when a systemic disorder known to lead to restrictive cardiomyopathy has already been diagnosed, has already been diagnosed. Systemic disorder, huh? Collagenosis. However, the underlying, uh, however, the underlying disorder may not be obvious or presentation. ECG, chest X-ray and echocardiography are required. The ECG is usually non-specifically uh, non abnormal, showing ST segment and T-wave abnormalities and sometimes low voltage. Pathologic Q-waves not due to previous myocardial infarction sometimes occur. Left ventricle hypertrophy due to, due to compensatory myocardial hypertrophy or abnormalities of conduction, including AV block, sometimes occurs. On chest X-ray, the heart size is often normal or small, but can be enlarged in late-stage amyloidosis or hemochromatosis. Echocardiography shows normal left ventricle ejection fraction. Tissue uh, Doppler imaging frequently suggests elevated left ventricle filling pressure, and strain imaging can show impaired longitudinal, longitudinal contraction despite the and the mal, uh, ejection fraction, in spite of the normal ejection fraction. Normal, yes, normal. Normal <laughs> ejection fraction. Other common findings include dilated atria, uh, dilated, dilated atria, and myocardial hypertrophy. So atrium, atria, plural, huh? and myocardial hypertrophy. In amyloidosis, uh, unusually, a bright echo pattern from the uh, myocardium may be observed. So in, amylido in amyloidosis, unusually very bright echo pattern from the myocardium may be observed due to fibrosis. So 100. Technetium 99 millimeter, pro uh, 99M, technetium 99. Potential 99. Pyrophosphate cardiac imaging is also useful in differentiating immunoglobulin light chain from transtyretin cardiac amyloid. Strongly positive scans are specific for uh, transtyretin cardiac amyloid. Weakly positive scans may occur with, with the light chain amyloid, recent myocardial infarction, or a significant chronic car, uh, kidney disease because scan results are not always specific uh, light chain uh, amyloid should be ruled out using serum light chain and urine serum immunof immunofixation studies identifying the type of amyloid has implications for treatment genetic counseling and overall prognosis if the diagnosis is still in doubt 
uh, MRI can show abnormal myocardial texture in disorders with myocardial infiltrations, for, uh, for example, by amyloid or iron. MRI as well as cardiac uh, computer tomography can detect pericardial thickening without, uh, which, which can help diagnose pericardial constri uh, constriction, which can clinically mimic restrictive cardiomyopathy. So cardiac uh, com computer tomography, posit position, uh, positron emission tomography uh, assessment may be useful in patients with sarcoidosis that affects the heart because ca uh, cardiac sarcoidosis may, may manifest similarly to other causes of restrictive cardiomyopathy. If a, if a definitive diagnosis is not evident after non-invasive testing, invasive workup with cardiac catheterization and the myocardial biopsy should be considered. Catheterization detects high atrial pressure in restrictive cardiomyopathy with a prominent descent after an early diastolic dip followed by, for by a high diastolic plateau in the ventricle pressure curve. Diastolic pressure is usually a few millimeter high, higher in the left ventricle than in the right, in contrast to constrictive pericarditis, where pressure in the, is in the ventricle is equal. Biopsy can detect endocardial fibrosis and thickening myocardial infiltration by iron or amyloid, chronic myocardial fibrosis or in the case of Fabry disease inclusions in vascular endothelial cytoplasm. Coronary angiography is normal except when amyloidosis affects epicardial coronary arteries. Laboratory tests and biopsies of other organ systems for the most common causes of restrictive cardiomyopathy, for example, fat pet uh, biopsy for amyloidosis, iron tests, or liver biopsy for hemochromatosis, hemochromatosis should be done. So, concerning prognosis, prognosis is poor because the diagnosis is often made at a, la at a late stage, obviously. No treatment is available for most patients. Symptomatic supportive care can be provided. Standard therapies that are used in dilated cardiomyopathy, for example, AC inhibitors, digoxin beta blockers, are poorly tolerated in restrictive disease. These patients may also have autonomic dysfunction, especially in amyloid heart disease or low systemic blood pressure. There is a high rate of conduction systemic uh, heart rate of conduction system disease, heart block, and sudden death. So treatment, uh, co-treated, of course, treatment of restrictive cardiomyopathy, co-treated and diuretics considered. Diuretics may be used for patients with edema or pulmonary vascular congestion, but must be given cautiously because they can lower preload. The, the non-compliant ventricles depend on preload to maintain cardiac output. Digoxin does little to uh, alter hemodynamic abnormalities and may cause serious arrhythmias in cardiomyopathy due to amyloidosis, in which extreme digitalis sensitivity is common. If heart rate is elevated, beta blockers or rate-limiting calcium channel blockers may be used cautiously in low doses. After load reducers, for example, nitrates may cause profound hypertension and usually are not useful. 
If the diagnosis is made at an early stage, specific treatment of some forms of amyloidosis, hemochromatosis, sarcoidosis, and Lothar syndrome may help. Left ventricle assist device and transplantation are sometimes recommended. Oh, yes, sometimes. So, uh, about key points. Key points of restrictive myopathy. In restrictive cardiomyopathy, and the cardial thickening or myocardial infiltration leads to a rigid, non-compliant ventricle and thus diastolic dysfunction. Systolic function is normal until late, I until late in the disease. Sometimes valvular tissue or the conduction system is involved, causing valvular regurgitation uh, on heart block and arrhythmias. Etiology is usually unknown of card uh, restrictive cardiomyopathy, but some causes, some cases, sorry, are caused by amyloidosis, hemochromato hemochromatosis, or sarcoidosis. Diagnosis is by echocardiography plus testing for cause. Treatment is often unsatisfactory. Unless the cause can be addressed, diuretics may benefit patients with edema or pulmonary vascular congestion but must be used cautiously to, avov to avoid lowering preload. Standard treatments for dilated cardiomyopathy, AC inhibitors, digoxin beta blockers are poorly tolerated in restrictive disease. Okay, once again about different differentiated diagnosis uh, for different cause of cardiomyopathy. Pathophysiology. What we've got in dilated cardiomyopathy, this uh, systolic dysfunction, whereas in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and restrictive cardiomyopathy, diastolic dysfunction. And hypertrophic cardiomyopathy with or without outflow obstruction. In clinical find findings in dilated uh, cardiomyopathy. In dilated cardiomyopathy, we've got heart failure, left or right ventricle failure, sudden death, cardiomegaly, a big heart, cardiomegaly, functional AV valve regurgitation, S3 and S4. In hypertrophic uh, cardiomyopathy, what we've got concerning clinical findings, we've got exertional dyspnea, angina, syncope, sudden death, systolic murmur, and mitral regurgitation murmur, S4, bifid carotid pulse with a brisk upstroke and rapid downstroke. And uh, actually, restriction in restrictive cardiomyopathy to today, today's lecture. We've got exertional dyspnea as clinical findings and fatigue. Left ventricle and right, right ventricle failure may, might be functional AV valve regurgitation. On ECG, what we've got in dilated cardiomyopathy, non specific ST and T wave abnormalities, Q waves with or without bundle branch block. Bundle branch block actually very common. In hypertensive, uh, cardiomyopathy. We've got left ventricle hypertrophy, as in as uh, or, uh, as in restrictive cardiomyopathy, and uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, left ventricle hypertrophy, and ischemia. So deep septal Q waves, and in restrictive cardiomyopathy, left ventricle hypertrophy and low QRS voltage. So echocardiography, dilated hypokinetic ventricles uh, and mitral thrombose. A low ejection fraction uh, and frequently functional AV valve regurgitation, 
Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy on echo, we've got hypertroph hypertrophied ventricle, high normal or low ejection fraction, with mitral systolic anterior motion, and asymmetric hypertrophy with left ventricle gradient. Restrictive cardiomyopathy in, in echocardiography, we've got increased wall thickness, with cavity obliteration and left ventricle diastolic dysfunction. X-ray, cardiomegaly, pulmonary venous congestion, on dilated cardiomyopathy. On hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, X-ray shows us uh, no cardiomegaly. Whereas in dilated cardiomegaly, uh, cardiomyopathy, we've got the cardiomegaly on X-ray. So actually, might be might be mild cardiomegaly, but not as big as in dilated cardiomyopathy, without any doubts. On restrictive cardiomyopathy, as in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, no cardiomegaly, no cardiomegaly or just light. Uh, hemodynamics on dilated cardiomyopathy, we've got normal or light uh, antidiastolic, or normal or high, sorry, high antidiastolic pressure, low ejection fraction, diffusively dilated hypokinetic ventricles with AV regurgitation and low cardiac output. In hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, high antidiastolic pressure, as in dilated ends, as in restrictive cardiomyopathy. So restrictive cardiomyopathy, high end diastolic pressure with outflow sub subvalvular gradient with mitral regurgitation, normal or low cardiac output. Restrictive cardiomyopathy, high end diastolic pressure, deep and plateau diastolic left ventricle pressure, left ventricle pressure or curve. Left ventricle pressure curve. So normal or low cardiac output. Prognosis in dilated cardiomyopathy, 20% mortality in first year and about 10% year thereafter. Uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, about 1% annual risk of sudden death, whereas in restrictive cardiomyopathy, 70% five-year mortality. So treatment in dilated cardiomyopathy, diuretics or diuretics, AC inhibitors, angiotensin receptor blockers, Zartans, uh, Arni, Arni, angiotensin 2 receptor blocker, nephrilizine inhibitor, nephrilizine inhibitor. Beta blocker, spironolactone, eplerenone, digoxin, or digoxin, ICD, implantable cardiodefibrillator, cardiac resynchronization therapy, anticoagulants. Uh, treatment in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, beta blockers, and or wheat, verapamil. So, or verapamil, disopyramid and septal myotomy, catheter alcohol ablation. And restrictive cardiomyopathy, so today's lecture uh, treatment is phlebotomy for hemochromatosis, endocardial resection, hydroxuria for hyperazinophilia. So, that's all concerning all cardiomyopathies. Thank you for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our channel. And it will be highly appreciated for your donation. So we exist. Once again, I repeat, we exist. Our channel exists due to your donation. So how to make your donations, you can find very easy way in uh, description of this video in YouTube. Bye. See you.